Hello and welcome to our podcast where we take fictional science from comics, movies, TV, etc. and try to make it factually, scientifically, possibly real. I'm Stoby. I am known as Forgan. And I'm Stu. And this is the science of fiction. Pick up the tricorder, put it on your head. Scan in the planet, see if anyone is dead. Autonomous car driving in Zanzibar. Beat me up, Scotty, I'm not that far. Androids hoovering, tearing up the place. Flip phones and conference calls, friends in outer space. Astrophysicists sitting on my knee. Asking aliens if they like a car. I'm to the fiction, to science of fiction. I've got an addiction. Welcome back to season three of the Science of Fiction. Yay! <laughs> Morgan, Stu, hello. hello. Welcome back as hello. always. How are you doing? I'm good. You? Uh, I'm alright. Yeah, and Mr. Uh, Professor Dr. Mr. Duncan Forgan, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I forgot your name there. <laughs> yeah, well, it has been a while, hasn't it? Your official title has. Yeah. So when was, the, when was the last stuff came out? September? Was it? The last stuff, stuff came out in September. Last time we recorded was like end of July. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been so quite it's been a while. like <laughs> six months and a lot of stuff's happened. Yeah, yeah, it's been busy. Like we all moved house and we well, didn't. I didn't. Oh, you didn't. But no, he's doing the same place. He's um, really lazy. <laughs> yeah, like my my job title changed. My wife got a new job. We moved house. We did lots of things. Yeah, we moved house. My job title changed. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> my job title changed that was that was it yeah uh, my actual job content changed as well to be fair but <laughs> uh, so this season we are renaming ourselves the fiction of science mm-hmm. oh we're not going with the flaming cougars no, no I ah, did, that's did, a really great team name yeah no but it kind of just misled from where what we're aiming at here yeah, oh, okay. I'm fairly sure we'd get the wrong audience <laughs> If we call ourselves the Flaming Cougars. What do you mean? You're not cougars. And we're not flaming. (laughs) We're not flaming. So we are taking a poke at all those people who basically take years and years of scientific research and go, that's not what it said on Facebook. Yeah. So So we're attacking pseudoscience with a passion this time so we'll turn it around <laughs> I wouldn't say attacking we're just disproving pseudoscience as wow. much as we can as much yeah. as we can by, by we I mean Duncan yep <laughs> uh, with a little bit of help from my lovely wife Angela who is also a PhD yeah uh, and me and Stoby are just going to sit here and go yeah but uh, and then maybe try and do some sort of media stuff as well yeah yeah because that's what we do that's mm-hmm. the dynamic it's worked for two series we may as well keep going we're not going to change we... this format that dramatic, dramatically 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 oh, here yeah. we go already we're on a roll ah. you can tell it's been quite a long time I haven't had any caffeine in a month so there we uh, go that's quite a dramatic change it is a dramatic change <laughs> <sighs> right so what are we talking about in this first episode uh, the, the thing that I hate in the world's most of all vaccinations and more particularly anti-vax and right. the anti-vax movement yeah so as as do has indicated he is not a fan of being vaccinated no no I am not <laughs> uh, I, I can remember oh here we go ah <laughs> uh, no we would have been about which which time it would have been in the BCG right which BCG is, yep. for those who don't know is for tuberculosis um and we would have been about what? 14? We were in second year. We were in second year school. I do not come off well in this story. No. <laughs> it took three of us three people, yeah. <laughs> to get you to sit down and to receive said I, vaccination, which you did. No, I'll tell you the exact story of how this went. We had the blood test yes. the week before. Yeah. And in the run up to the blood test, I felt faint because that's what happens when I'm about to get any sort of injection. Uh, I squatted down, at which point the sea of 14-year-olds all freaked out yep. because that's what happens with 14-year-olds see someone who nearly faints. Yep. I was then dragged into the matron's uh, office and sat next to where everyone was getting the uh, <laughs> the, 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 the skin test. Because that did, Which didn't help because I was sitting watching everyone doing it. I was then dry heaving into a sink. 
Mm. I was then told it's probably not, not, not a good idea that you do this. Uh, I was then allowed to not have the BCG skin test. I was then came back to do it the next day, uh-huh. in the second half of the school, which I was able to get it done after much cajoling and holding and, and, and comforting. Then the next week, when it all came round to the actually having it done, mm. we were sitting in biology, which was the the period before we were supposed to go, at which point the head of our year came in and asked for me. <laughs> I was then removed from the class and walked down to the matron's office where I was held by three people <laughs> <laughs> while the BCG was administered me on my own. I was done separately from everyone else. Yeah. And I went back to the biology class where the entire biology class was then very intrigued as to what the BCG was like while I was coming out of my pre-post-injection panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then had to go to the next class on my own because everyone else went for the VCG. <laughs> well, can you remember what that class was? That was RE. That was, you went, was you did RE, RE by yourself. I did, well, I was in RE for myself as, as people trickled in. That's strange that, going from science to religion class. Exactly. And there's quite a lot of crossover with this, the, yes, the topic here, because it's about vaccination. <laughs> it was strange because about... I remember going into that class and my, the teacher, I, I, I honestly don't remember the, the name of the teacher, but she was so surprised that I walked in. <laughs> I went, are you all supposed to be there? And I went, yeah, I had my dad in biology. She went, oh. <laughs> and then I just sat there about 10 minutes until people start trickling in. Yeah. Um, and that is not, not necessarily the worst story I've ever had about injections, but I, it, is a, it is a psychological issue I have. I can deal with it sometimes, I can't deal with it other times. But yeah, vaccinations, I absolutely hate. But I understand they are very, very important. Well, yes. That's what I was about to ask, though. Like, do you think anti-vaxxers are using it as a justification to avoid the f- something that they're afraid of? Yes, avoid the fear of needles or yeah. fear of like white coat syndrome or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I have spoken to people who are anti-vax, and one of the other things that really gets me about it is that they are all vaccinated, but they are anti-vax about their children. And a lot of the time, you hear things like, "Oh, I couldn't put my child through that." Like the vaccination being a traumatic experience. Now, for Stu, it is right. It was a traumatic experience, and it's horrible. Like, um, I'm, we're not joking here. Every single vaccination I've had, and bear in mind, I went to Ecuador. I was about to say that you had I a had, lot of shots. I had for that. had a lot of shots, including a yellow fever jab. Yeah, and these um, are not nice vaccinations these are not in any nice way. Vaccinations, and that they can cause you quite a good deal of pain and and feeling unwell afterwards, yeah. right? Yeah. But you you recognised the need, even though you were terrified. Yeah, of I, w- I wouldn't have. I wouldn't. Have been able to go and yeah. I wouldn't have gone if I hadn't had them and that was yeah. part of the part of the thing and I I, I am the first person to, to stand up like bear in mind I'm I'm what 6'3 currently 270 pounds large beardy man and then <laughs> when someone mentions injections around me I literally go weak in the knees yeah so it, it, it's not like I, I'm sitting there saying just being literally just being obstinate I don't say no because I don't like it it literally has an, a, a mental effect on me. Yeah, and, and you're not alone in that. Like, there's quite a large fraction of the population who would say, "Oh yeah," at some level, like it's not just like, "Oh, I'm not happy about this," or "I'm uncomfortable," but like, I'm feeling like feelings yeah. of rising panic going to get an injection. But what I I encounter or I have encountered is people saying that about their kids. Oh, the last time they had an, uh, a vaccination, they were really upset, and I don't want them to have it again. And part of you is like, I understand that you don't like seeing your kids upset. No one does. But you also accept that you want to protect your kids from dangerous diseases. Yes. And heard, vaccines heard. are a scientifically proven way of doing that. You know what upsets kids more than getting a needle in their arm? Measles. Yes. Mumps. Mumps. Like, the, I think people have forgotten just how bad they are because mm-hmm. we've had two, three generations where these types of diseases have been effectively eradicated from, at least from Western populations like where we live. You don't really see the measles, except until recently we've, we've had our first outbreaks of it in decades because people are choosing not to vaccinate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's... that's and, I'm sorry. And that's, and that's the scary thing. It is a choice. Mm. People, people are looking at the evidence and looking at this choice, making a choice between... We can immunise our child against this this disease and condition that, that is not a pleasant disease, and that can mm. be things like measles, polio, yeah. um, diphtheria, all these things that can can do huge amounts of harm and damage mm. just from the disease itself, let alone yeah. other side effects. Yeah, um, they are choosing to to not do that, and not just not just put their own child at risk, but 
other children at risk. That's, that's the key thing. Yeah, that's the bit that really gets to me as well, is the fact that, they, like you said, they're vaccinated, but they're choosing you know, not to vaccinate their kids and put their kids at risk. But if their kid comes into contact with a, a child who's maybe sick and unable to get vaccinated... Yeah. And they pass on their illnesses or whatever. You know, I mean, it's it's the herd immunity thing. Yeah, isn't working anymore because now, of this. Now yeah. we're all, we're all we're all fathers. Yes. we all have our we all have our children spawn yeah. and so forth. And we we have all we're all of the opinion that obviously we I mean certainly with Alex and, and uh, we've had chickenpox and immunisation, mm-hmm. uh, and we've had other other needles done. And we uh, Alex, you know what? Before Christmas, he had his flu 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 um, inoculation, mm. and it was he did really really well. We went to the doctors. He was very excited about it because he was he was saying vaccination, which when when you're not even three yet, vaccination's a big word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we went in and it was just done. It was just up a quick squirt up the nose, and he absolutely just was fine. Mm. He he deals with it better than I do. And that's and that's the thing and, and and these things some some of these things aren't can can be non uh, non traumatic. Yes. But it, a lot of it's down to the management of these things. And yeah. Yeah. I don't wish to apply anything, but there's almost that aspect of are these people who are ter- anti vaxxers are they trying to mitigate these situations with the kids? Are they just like I'll just have the thing done? Mm. Are they not sitting there and looking after their kids and going, ah, it's okay, it's fine, we can walk, we can talk this through, it's it's yeah. fine. I'm not saying my parents were like that with me. I know exactly what caused it because I had a very unsympathetic nurse when I was getting a booster shot once. Yeah. And that has triggered all these other things. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is turning into like a, a therapy session. Yeah, it's very me. much so, is. So tell me about your father. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's part of me. I know that. And that's, yeah. the, that's the final. It's, yeah. And it, it's led to all these weird weird and wonderful stories and these quirks and so forth. And I know how to avoid it and all that. Mm-hmm. With Alex, you just hit it head on and, and that's, it'll develop yeah. how it was. But the fact that these people are making these decisions to say no, we are not going to yeah. to immunise our child or spray offspring or whatever against mm. these diseases, which in the past these these golden days that we keep talking about the, the of the old golden days where things like measles and mumps and rubella and plague and all these things mm. were 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 I would say rife. Yeah, um, we don't need to do that anymore. Yes, you do. The only reason things don't come back is because we maintain we, the immunity. We continue. We continue to immunise. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it's not just like there. There's there's all these things that happen there. So yeah, what gets to me, and we've already we already talked about it before we recorded, and you've got a bit on it. But is the whole vaccines cause autism? Mm. Because as part of the, the Perth podcast, cheap plug. Uh, one of the things I've oh, done. Oh, you hear that by the way? Well, every second Sunday. Every second Sunday. Every second, is that right? Every second Sunday. Every second, second Sunday. Sunday. Is there a specific time it goes live? Or? Usually about eight o'clock. Usually about eight o'clock. This this week's probably in uh, in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know when this one's going to go out. So yeah, it's that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four weeks ago, it was in doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was talking to. Uh, the chief exec of Perth Autism Support. And one of the things we were talking about was diagnosis and the diagnosis age and things like that. Yeah. And what she was telling me was that the diagnosis can take a long time to come through. Mm. So, you know, you've got a child who maybe teachers or parents are looking going, I think, but they have to, it's, it is a lengthy process to, to you, know, you have to see them in different environments and see how they, mm. you know, if the, the things are the same. And so over the course of that diagnosis period, there are multiple vaccinations being had for different reasons. Yeah. So yeah. in in that way, you cannot say that's what's causing it because it's not. Well, we know that's not what causes it anyway. Mm. But you you just can't say suddenly it's come on because of yeah. this one incident. But I think this is the thing where people say anecdotally, you know, oh my child was fine, and then they had vaccination X, and then all of a sudden this autistic behaviour started to to emerge and they started to exhibit patterns of behaviour that put them here on the spectrum but, but that's the, the thing is that they're they're correlating two events that are not co- that are just happen to be happening at the same time mm-hmm. yeah because like again as having kids and watching them develop their behaviour changes on a dime yes mm-hmm. like one minute they'll be quite happy to do one thing and then two weeks later they'll suddenly be going no and yeah. screaming bloody murder because you've turned off Fireman mm-hmm. Sam yeah <laughs> and that's yeah and, and yet they're they're taking they're they're, put, they're applying this 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 thing. But their brains um, and bodies are just transforming like on a sort of six monthly basis. You mm-hmm. see a completely different person. 
and all these new new features of the personality emerging. And so, you, and because they get lots of jabs, but you know, between you know birth and four years old, people are starting to make that connection, which is incorrect. That the it's the jabs that are causing the changes in your child's behaviour. It's not. It's just this is something that your child was going to do, whether you vaccinated them or not. So you know what why what is. What is the justification for saying I'm going to expose my child to, in many cases, deadly diseases, because I think if I do the other thing, I'm going to make them autistic? So a lot of this comes from a specific, certainly a lot of the the, the connection between the uh, autism and uh, inoculations, particularly the MMR inoculations, mm. comes from a specific case or specific specific and I'm going to put this in quotation marks and I'm going to say quotation marks um, before I do it because obviously this is podcast and you can see doing, me doing, doing it doing I'm, doing, I'm doing the bunny oh, I ears. Little bunny <laughs> a study um, done mm. by a specific person now there is a website you can go to called deadstate.org uh, and if you search for this this comic perfectly explains how the founder of the anti-vaxxer movement uh, was a deliberate fraud uh, you can see the whole thing. I'm going to mm. sort of paraphrase slightly because uh, I read it out before the podcast and it took me ages and I'm never going to read it as good as I did before we started recording <laughs> because, well, you've listened to the first episode of this podcast. I can't speak properly. <laughs> what's, uh, what's Thor's hammer called? Don't get me started. <laughs> mew, mew. Mm. It's called Thor's hammer. Majolner. <laughs> I swear to God, we're three series in and I can't get away from that. No, no, no. It's never gone. Never. Okay, so it starts off with the facts in the case of Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Now, it basically points out that we're in the 21st century uh, and we're a long way from the dark times where people weren't as aware or knowledgeable uh, about various facets of science um, and biology and so forth. We've become a world that's been transformed by scientific knowledge. Um, yet, at this point, we there is an aspect where people are fearful of knowledge and facts um, based on fear-mongering and anger and, and that sort of Abdullah Mongo- Ablongata part of your body. What is the, the what part? The what part? <laughs> the, no, sorry, the medulla Ablongata. Right. Sorry. Oh, that part, the bit of the brain. That crocodile bit in the back of your head, which the, is just the, the squishy reaction. pink bit. The squishy pink bit. Okay. You know, I don't know. I tried to use a smart word and it didn't <laughs> Oh, why do I come on this? I don't even know why I add to this. This podcast. is why you come on. Oh, yeah. Um, it all started with this general called Andrew Wakefield. Andrew Wakefield is a former surgeon, best known for his work regarding the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. Basically, he uh, published a paper in the Lancet, which basically claimed that autism and inflammatory bowel disease was linked to the MMR vaccine, and it's got a huge amount of coverage. The paper itself was only uh, on a on a scope of twelve children, so not a particularly large scope for the for the actual data to come back. Uh, and basically, it suggests all these things that points out. He basically says we should be doing these all as different, separate vaccines rather than one combined vaccine. This became this begat this huge global health scare, basically saying and, and spread fear amongst parents about how giving these kids these MMR vaccines could cause uh, cause autism. Two thousand nine. Uh, various health bodies were reporting all these outbreaks of measles, mumps and rubella because people stopped giving their kids measles, mumps and rubella because of this because of this uh, report that got sensationalised by various press uh, standards because, hey, it's big news. Mm, sells papers. Sells papers. Your child's in danger. Find out more by reading our papers. <laughs> Click here. You'll never believe what exactly. could affect yeah. your child. Now, Click here to find out more. Basically... A journalist went in and started fact-checking him mm. and discovered that his his uh, study was, was flawed, his results were flawed, he was changing the information, and the way he was processing and 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 way he was treating the kids was not great because mm. at most, all, all a child should be doing is a blood test. He was doing colonoscopies um, and various other sort of invasive and and pretty bad procedures on kids. So like this is, this is a massively flawed study. Yeah. Eventually, it went up in front, uh, up in front of the um, to the General Medical Council's uh, disciplinary body, and after hearing all this evidence, they basically went, "No, yeah, they disproved it. They the Lancet res- uh, rescinded it. He was no longer working for the the the, the group, the free Hos- Royal Free Hospital, where he did the research. Everything basically 
was shut down. The whole thing was disproven. Weirdly, this wasn't reported. Yeah. Or no, certainly, not yeah. Given, certainly not given as much coverage as the initial flashy Bernie headline. Mm. So uh, everyone got told, hey, your kid's going to get MMR from these aut- uh, uh, autism for these MMR vaccines. No one then told them, oh, you know that guy who told you this? Oh, it was all bullshit. It's like, yeah. oh, actually, he was, he was yeah. wrong. So. And yeah. on top of that, the guy had conflicted interests. He was he was employed by someone to do this to point it to point out on behalf of uh, legal reasons because he wanted to prove that MMR vaccines caused harm. So he, so he took this path. He, he he took this path to find this result. Yeah. He also had a patent in place for separate MMR uh, 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 injections yeah. for the separate parts of those things. So he was the game, but uh, professionally. So to summarise, this guy publishes a paper with I think twelve. Twelve children. Twelve children. And, you know, anyone can tell you that studies with, like, 12 patients is not going to give you a rigorous analysis or a, a reliable estimate. Uh, and it said that the MMR vaccine was dangerous and caused, or was linked to autism, and that we should be using the separate M, M and R yeah. vaccines instead. Three separate injections rather than a combined. And these were vaccines that he had invested in. So he was he would stand to profit yeah. from people using the M, M and R. Yeah. He was employed by somebody who, who would was, stand to profit from people using the M, M and R. And, oh, interestingly, he said, you should use the M, M and R, because that one's dangerous. Yep. And he carried out unethical experiments on children. Exactly. And this is the hero of anti-vaxxers. Yes. <laughs> he now, started this mind, he no longer, movement. He no longer works for the, he no longer works for the, uh, for the Royal Free Hospital. He now lives in the USA, where he's seen as a hero mm. to the anti-vaxxer movement. Now, this anti-vaxxer movement includes influential people. Yeah, big celebrities. Big celebrities like uh, Jim Carrey. Jenny McCarthy, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Like these are all people who get huge headlines whenever they say things. Yeah. And these people believe that the, 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 this 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 belief. Yeah. Now, and this this controversy raged on for ten years. Again, like I said, when it was pointed out that it was fake and all all or at least disproven, mm. nobody nobody covered it. It was a conspiracy to cover it up. Yes. Yeah. And, that, and the thing is, is a lot of the anti-vaxxers believe that the way he's treated mm-hmm. and everything that he, he's, he's received after he was disproven is an is a conspiracy theory by the pharmacology <laughs> industry. And we're going to hit this thing again and again in every episode we do in this season, is that when, when we talk about something that science says, no, that's not correct, one of the common responses is that, that science itself is a conspiracy. Yeah. Right, that that somehow all the scientific community has decided, no, we are going to lie to the public. We're going to say something that isn't supported by the evidence, even though it is. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, one of the things that Ian from Light Press, who we're recording in their studios right now, big shout out to Light Press. One of the things he says to me when we get into these discussions is the fact that. See if all the books were burnt in the world, right? Mm. And this is, I think this is a Ricky Gervais thing. So all the religious books were burnt. Yeah. Then religion would never come back in the same way it was before, right? If mm. it was completely forgotten about and started to develop again, it would never be the exact same. See if all the science books were burnt out and science was forgotten about, mm. it would come back the exact same way again. Yeah. Because it, it is people would make the same discoveries. It's provable. That, the discoveries would be the same. It is in existence. That's the goal of science: is to be able to to say that that if we lost everything, we could re-establish it by making experiments, coming up with theories, testing them, repeat, and that that's how we built the current domain of scientific knowledge. And if we lost it all, we would use that method to get it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it would come back the exact same. Yeah. So how can people then say science is? Not right, you know, when, yeah, because when, it doesn't jive with their beliefs. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's exactly it, and that's a lot of the problem that yeah. you get with it. Certainly, and we'll, we'll 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 hit this with a lot of the subjects we're going to mm-hmm. have in this series. But it's 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 a feeling over a fact. Yes, yeah. I feel that this is the truth. Mm. Where versus I know this is the truth, and there, mm-hmm. there's there's difference there. Like for there are times when you will be irrational so yeah. irrational fear of flying right yeah you know it's going to be safe but you just cannot help yourself fight yeah yeah but a rational refusal to accept the truth or to accept yeah. what has been proven yeah is is a choice yeah the other one isn't a choice the fear mm. part isn't a choice yeah. and I, I just i can't get my head around it yeah i think one of the things that's 
always important to point out is that in that story about Wakefield, his original study got published, right? This thing that everyone later found to be full of holes and was only conducted on 12 patients was published in The Lancet, which is one of the premier medical journals in the world, certainly in the UK. Why did it get published? Why didn't it get caught at peer review saying, I don't believe this to be true, or you're making claims that are not supported by the evidence? When did that fail to happen? It's, you know? it's a terrifying fact that certainly in today's world, knowledge, uh, experience, research is, is, is treated as almost just fearfully and mm. disrespectfully. Like I've always grown up to know that like, if someone knows something more than me, then yeah, okay, that's, that's a respectful thing. I'm not going to listen to Brenda down the road uh, who believes that if you shove cocktail sausages up your nose, you're not going to get a cold. <laughs> Are you relating a true story here? No, no, but that's there's certain Hi, points. Hi, Brenda. And I've, we've probably lost that one last time. We've lost you know, the cocktail sausage. As, as soon as you mentioned her, she snorted and shot someone with a cocktail sausage. <laughs> but because because she's never had a cold when she's yeah. had these cocktail sausages stuffed up her nose, that's yeah. the truth. <laughs> well, that's my experience. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll admit there's there's aspects of points where I was like, yeah, my my because of my experience is that's how I believe. Mm-hmm. And again, we're getting into a much deeper aspect of that here. But mm. there, there are, if someone presents me evidence and says, "Well, actually, we've seen that recent studies show that no cases of cervical cancer in sixteen to twenty-five year olds have happened in the last ten years after the introduction of the HCV vaccine." Yeah, that's amazing. Vaccines work. Yeah. That's legitimately removing a form of cancer. Yeah, and cancer, as we all know, is the sexy thing to have. Because everyone gets all the money. <laughs> wait, what? Okay, wait. Can, can you clarify that statement? <laughs> Please okay. do, because I, I don't want to feel sorry, sexy this is, right this now. Is, this, is, this, is a different, this is a different map for another day, but cancer gets a f- load of money, and that'll probably get bleeped out or done for debt, whatever. Forgan's coat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cancer gets a lot of money yeah. because it is, it is a big thing. It is what fundraisers classify as a sexy disease. People can see the effects on it. Right, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's all psychologically clarified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Um, whereas, whereas there are other conditions, diseases, a lot of things. Yeah. But they don't get the same coverage. They don't get the same support. They don't get the same funding mm. because they're not. And again, in quotation marks, sexy. They're yeah. not. You can't. You can't. You can't. They're not the headline grabbers. Yeah. yeah. Alzheimer's, a horrific condition to have. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't get, get anything as, as much. Doesn't get as yeah. much coverage. Yeah, various other conditions. They, yeah, I I'm, again living with a diabetic, diabetes, a condition that people have completely. And again, this goes back to um, mis- mis- misconceptions via the press because hey, diabetics, it's all their fault. They don't eat right. They eat too much sugar. Yeah, yeah. Diabetic diabetes is a, is a condition that can kill if yeah. not treated particularly well, and there is mm. very little funding. Mm-hmm. And like I said, these are all conditions which are just as just as brutal, just as taxing and harsh yeah. on anyone. Yeah. But yeah. cancer's everywhere. And like you say, though, a vaccine got rid of a, vac- a certain type uh, yeah. of cancer a, in a, a certain group of people. Vaccine yeah. is essentially eliminating a type of va- of cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think from having spoken to Angela, there are other types of cancer that they believe it can can, can affect. They could not just in, in, in females for cervical cancer, but um, potentially throat cancer or mouth cancer for, I, I was, for both sexes. I was hearing that they were talking about introducing the HPV vaccine for boys. Yes. Yeah, which yeah, why not? So you, you do that, you've just you've just removed three types of cancer from from a thing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's like that's, that's to, use, I mean, to use a to use an example that actually it's just like removing polio from the polio from the world. Well, we we've, we've been attempting to remove polio from the world for years, and we still haven't succeeded. Right, there are still pockets of it. You can still catch polio if you're in the wrong part of the world. Yeah, but in most urban parts of the world, in like eighty percent of the planet, you will not expect to get polio no. if you travel there. Right, that's just not a thing. And I think this is something else that we. I'm not sure if we've talked about it on, on the record already or if we were talking about it before. We've kind of forgotten how nasty some of these diseases are. 
right? Because mm-hmm. they were wiped out 20, 30, 40 years ago. Or well, because it's... like our parents never saw them, or they, if they did, they came into you know relatively like infrequent contact. You know, I was speaking to my wife last night, and we were asking ourselves, you know, could we point to somebody in our experience who'd had one of these diseases? And we really struggled. Like my wife remembered one teacher she had at school, at primary school, who'd had polio as a child, and it left her with quite deformed hands. And she was a music teacher. I mean, imagine what kind of life she could have led if she didn't have had polio, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, like, I think that's something that we always forget is that these vaccines have protected us from horror and from children dying, yeah. right? Isn't that a, a worthy thing to do, Yeah, you know? And yeah, I, I kind of feel like maybe we're, we're attacking people a bit too much. Like I'm, I'm very keen to go on the attack about the, the, the ideology, but not the people who believe in the ideology because it's important to to distinguish that and that some people believe things for a variety of reasons and you have to try and meet them at their level and say, well, how did you come to that conclusion? And, but, but, that's, but that's the problem, is that they never want to have that discussion. That's maybe the issue, is that if you can't actually approach them on a ground where they respect you as well as you respecting them, you're done, right? Yeah, you, can't, and that, you can't have a conversation. And that, that's it. It's the same with voting. It's the same with... I, I mean, everyone's free to vote for who they want to vote for, right? Yeah. But have good reasons behind it. Yeah. Don't just throw in, oh, you know, they said this, or I don't want these to be on our borders or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, without good rational reasoning behind it. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's the that's the problem we're facing. I mean, anti-vaccine and voting could probably almost be hand-in-hand hand as far as, like, ideologies go. Yeah. What's up, Fair City Podcast? This is Chris and Dan from Fresh Talk. Check us out at freshtalkpodcast.com. That's right. And if you had any idea how long it took me and Dan to do that bumper, you would actually probably never listen to us. It's totally true. Get him, Stoby. Hey, Stoby, it's me, Jarrett. Go to jarrettgoesthemovies.com. Check out the podcast. Also, go to Rockstar Dad Show. Check that one out, too. It's freaking great. They're both great. Also, you just got a text and a Facebook message. And um, I probably better give you this phone back. (laughs) Hello, this is uh, Jim. And my name is Graham Chen Jack. And we're both responsible for the monstrosity that is a bloody mess podcast. We can be found at www.facebook.com slash mess podcast, twitter.com slash mess underscore podcast, Instagram is a bloody mess. And we're our alternative Wednesdays to the Science of Fiction podcast, which is a must listen. I yeah. think I think the thing is, is there's this t- there's, a, there's a potential. There's, there are so many scales of damage that things like anti-vax can do. Yeah. Not only because it essentially brings back these archaic conditions that we've we should we should be past. Yeah. People shouldn't be getting polio. Yeah. People shouldn't be getting the measles. Well, this yeah. is it. Measles was UK was measles free until last year. Yeah. 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 Rise but, in anti-vaxxers. Hmm. But the, not only, but it's it's these, this this other aspect of like measles. Yes, it's a terrible condition to have, but it has other effects on you. Mm. Uh, so measles essentially resets or screws up your body's immune system memory. Mm. So every everything that you've already had and you've gotten over, things like chickenpox or colds or flus or whatever strain that you've had over the over the years. Mm-hmm. You, once you've had it and you've gone through it, it yeah, it sucks at the time, but you, yeah. you're generally unlikely to get it again unless yeah. it's a different strain. Measles can affect your immune system yeah. to the point where it forgets or loses the ability to, to fight that previous yeah. uh, condition and you will get it again. Yeah, and that's how measles can kill you, right? Exactly. Me- measles can kill you, I think, just by being measles. I think it's, yeah. it's virulent enough to do that. But... It, it can kill you by secondary infection yeah, as well, right? Potential, the, the potential complications of these things are, are, are what is can be the killer. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I look, I look at my son and I'm like, okay, I, I know that I, I, it sucks that I, I, I can't have vaccines. And I can't be in the room with him when he has the vaccines, but I know it's important. Mm. And we will make sure that he's vaccinated because these are all conditions that are horrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that's it. Like, like you were saying before. I mean, I've watched, you know, my child sitting on my wife's knee, you know, all happy, and then they boom in the leg, and you just see her 
changing Change, and getting yeah. really upset and stuff. Yeah. I would do that to her every day if it saved her from getting these illnesses. Yeah. You know? And yeah. thankfully I don't have to. Yeah, that's a know? good thing. <laughs> but God, can you imagine a world like that? That's mm. crazy. Right. Right, everyone. Well, I'm sure there's a sci-fi show about it somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Time for your daily shot. But, but this is I wonder how much of this would change if like the process of being vaccinated was made less like intense. Like oh. it wasn't an injection or if it was, you know, I'm gonna, I'm some gonna other form of of, tran- of, of of you know applying the nasal vaccine. spray. So nasal that's what sprays. they do with the flu. The kids I, get a nasal spray. I did spray. legitimately ask uh, in in, uh, in my local pharmacy. I'm not going to name the names because you know we're not promoting anyone in particular. Unless they want to promote <laughs> us. <laughs> other uh, pharmacies are available. Uh, I genuinely asked about a uh, a nasal spray for my myself. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want, I, I, I can't for I, I know it's again, I know it's bad. Uh, and I was mm. lucky this year because I didn't get any flu. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have. I don't. I don't get flu inoculations because I just can't put myself through it. Yeah. I. I to be fair, I was planning on getting it this year and I yeah. never actually did it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't this year and I regretted it because I was quite unwell through like most of the of the winter. I actually thought I'd caught the flu, but yeah. it turns out I'd just taken dry January far too far and got dehydrated <laughs> instead. <laughs> so what, water is alive. <laughs> Even juice. <laughs> drink, drink water, kids. It's great. Yeah, water's good for Hydration you. Hydration is the, the the cool thing. It's what all the cool kids do these days. Get plenty of sleep. Yeah, plenty of sleep. <laughs> you know, those things that you can't do as a father. <laughs> you, you can tell that it's like three dads. Sleep, sleep is the best thing ever. Uh, sleep, I miss thee. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was your last vaccination then? When was the last time you you had an injection? Oh wow. Uh, I honestly don't know. I to be honest, I've, I don't know if I've had anything since. So it's ECG. I can't really? think. I don't wow. know. It might have been yellow fever. Yellow fever. Like so, like, I'm bad with injections all over. So like even mm. like going to the dentist. Yeah. I, I have just like thankfully my dentist is very good and they know how to handle me mostly because <laughs> you laugh but there would genuinely be points where I've gone to the dentist and about to having and I was like no I need to I'm going to go throw up because yeah. I just it just it just about generally about to throw up so they, they know to keep things out of my sight and then I can sort of keep, I can keep my camera yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about distraction techniques and, and whatever and it's a lot of repetition so like there's, there's that mm. reason uh, but yeah I think the last one was probably probably yell fever before Ecuador hmm. uh, and that was one where I had to be tricked into going <laughs> genuinely my mother told me do you me, want a lollipop <laughs> our TV had broken and my mum was like we're on we're on study leave yeah um, and I was like mum was like oh I'm going to Dundee today I'm like okay thinking well I don't really care about that I'm going to sit and study <laughs> I went to me play Pokemon <laughs> uh, like, well, we're going to get, get a new TV today I need you to help I'm like okay cool sure whatever so I get in the car drive, driving across to Dundee about halfway mum starts making really weird small talk and I'm like that's weird oh, it's the and Disneyland I, trick <laughs> legitimately about halfway across in my mind I'm going it's Thursday the yellow fever clinics on Thursdays oh <gasps> Uh, and I literally managed to force about three weeks worth of panic into about half an hour. Nice. That's efficiency. Yeah, yeah. I'd only had like um, like a little apple bake or something like that. Uh, so it was really hadn't had much to eat that morning. Got there. Um, managed to get the injection done. Fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Expunge the apple Expunge bake. Expunge the apple bake. Uh, <laughs> it's, I was, the last, person, oh, I was the last person in, so everyone that was outside in the waiting room heard me just going oh, into a sink. Um, I was thinking, like, wow, then, this yellow fever injection is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel and then, my mom, then my mum dragged me up to Aberdeen. I was sitting going, I have nothing in the system. We had another 50 miles to drive. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> what was your mum saying to her breakfast? Just, oh, no, don't have the cereal today. Just have something light. <laughs> Didn't even you don't say want that. to like, get a new TV on a, on a big full stomach. You know, just... Legitimately, I had to be tricked into going. Yeah. Like, you know, in, <laughs> you know, in, uh, in the A team, how they have to, like, Trick BA. Trick BA to going out to a plane. Usually by knocking them out. They had to trick me to go to this. I was just like, this is unbelievable. Did they make you drink some milk? No, that would have, that would have, Like, legitimately. I, 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 I genuinely. I, the thing is, is, I look back at it and I laugh about it, but at the time, like, I, yeah. it still does. Like, I can't. There's certain points where I can't even be in a conversation about it because mm-hmm. it makes the mm-hmm. soles of my feet go all funny and then I just like, feel sick. And yeah. I just, and, 
again, this is turning into a weird therapy session. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, ultimately, if I have to get it done, I have to get it done, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll work it out. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> makes you feel like I want to punch you in the face. I am within arm's reach. Yeah, so let's move are. on a bit. Yeah. Um, can we not talk about my well, crippling the, fear the, of the reason, <laughs> the reason I asked you when your last injection was, was because I was going to tell you about the last time I got injected. It wasn't a vaccination, it was an injection. But it was in December. It was on Christmas Eve. Oh. And I was injected Getting three, high. I was injected three times. Getting a Santa Vax. <laughs> <laughs> Is this you telling us you're on heroin? No. <laughs> it's it's funnier. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, than heroin. Um, I was injected three times around my eye. So I got an injection. I'm, I'm doing it to try and freak you out, Stu. Um, oh, I was injected don't. here. No. And then I was God. injected just at the eyebrows you here. had Botox I, yeah I did really? in, in one eye in one eye because I have a, I have a twitch in this eye and basically I was never going to say anything but I have noticed for the last year <laughs> yeah I've, I've had it for about three years now like badly um, I've always had a little tremor there but it's been getting quite bad in the last couple of years and the treatment for it there's there's no treatment right well there's no cure There's a, all they can really do is make I it slightly better I think your right eye was slightly less emotional than the other <laughs> less emotional <laughs> well, that's, that's how Botox works it's just like it just like shocked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what Botox does is it basically kills the muscles that interact yeah. with your well, wherever you've injected, right? So the idea is that the the nerve that's kind of misfiring and making my eye twitch is still doing that, but it's the, the muscles bits, just aren't doing it. The it's muscles just control. aren't responding, right? Mm-hmm. They're just like, well, you can do all you like. I'm not connected to you anymore. <laughs> it's like um, a teenager. <laughs> yeah, it's like, teenager, like a had toddler. Like a, uh, <laughs> basically had a self kind of way you go. And so it does mean that I don't like err quite as much. But it also means that after three months, I'm probably have to go back and get some more. Oh, yeah. man, you're going to look amazing. You're going to look like um, Simon but Carroll. It's, but, it's, but it's only on one side. I get Botox on one side of my face. I give you two face. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose that's better than stroke victim, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm injecting actual poison into my face because it helps me stop, like... So that that's like the un- polar opposite. winking at you. Yeah, like, I'm so, va- I'm so pro-vax, I will inject actual poison into me. But then that, that, that's another point to raise, though. Yeah. Anti-vaxxers, out drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes. And getting Botox. <laughs> There you go. I mean, it's just. I mean, come on. Like, there's the no celebs logic. that are endorsing it. Of course, they're getting Botox. No, and yeah, and the, there's no logic behind that. I refuse to protect my child against measles, even though I'm protected against measles. But I will put alcohol and tobacco. Yeah. Into my body, which are demonstrably in large quantities bad for your health. Mm-hmm. Tobacco, especially so. Like, yeah. 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 It's Unreal. But it's almost it's almost a fad these days well there mm. is that we are in as I've been calling it for a few years now the age of controversy it is doing the controversial thing to it, it just because to get a reaction it, it's almost like a fighting boredom in a way you mm-hmm. know and it is it's to get a reaction it's to yeah. say like these people have never had a voice yeah and then they suddenly say I'm not vaccinating my kids and people are listening to them yeah. and whether they're listening to them and saying you're an idiot or listening to them and saying oh I completely agree with you because I'm an yeah. idiot then either way they're still getting attention yeah. you know and they've, they've found their voice in a way yeah yeah uh, again. But, and, and a way they find a community as well from people that do agree with them yeah and, mm. and there's a lot of people who are lacking that and they find it in weird ways um, yeah it's it's kind of terrifying like mm. and I say that everyone's allowed their opinions, but the, when someone comes around to you and say, "Look, here is f- physical proof, evidence, mm-hmm. evidence-based reasoning," is thrown out because of an opinion, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the thing that terrifies me. And again, going back to your point, yeah, voting is almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not voting for that person because of this reason. Like, yeah, but everything they've said is has been proven to be a lie. Yes, not knowing any person in particular <laughs> don't need to it's, it's almost universally true but yeah well yeah there's very few you couldn't say that about that, and, that, and that's my ultimate issue with politics is that again you cannot trust anyone but, but mm-hmm. that's that's become they're they're playing the media game so well that's they are. the problem yeah they, they've seen that it's all about the clickbait it's all about the sensation and yeah. they're mm-hmm. playing it too well yeah. and you get the traditional politic the traditional political parties that just can't cope with it no yeah, can't keep up. They haven't adapted to this almost corrupted world mm-hmm. that we're in yeah. now. So. Um, 
but then, that's fine we all know how the world's going to end anyway if you go back and listen to season yeah, two season so, two uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have done this season first and then is, that's really depressing third season it's the not the world. world that'll end when you think about it in most cases it's just humanity yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think the thing the fun thing you've got to say here is in terms of our show we've done the fun crazy season two the real <laughs> downer season th- two uh, I'm sorry real, start again real <sighs> I hate you <laughs> we'll edit this bit the real, <laughs> no, the real fun <laughs> The real fun season one, the real dour season two, and then the really angry season three. Yeah. Like, oh, I really just like jumped on my high horse for this one. I feel like oh, I man, to... his, his high horse is so high. It's like... Wait till the next episode. Oh, man. It's like stoner high. <laughs> yeah. Stoner, <laughs> a, like a stone horse. Which, ironically, is quite low because it's lying down, but it's really high. It's got some seriously good stuff. Get your yeah. weed vaccination in yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to get a vaccination by the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just wish there was an idiot vaccination. Oh, you have to I, listen to idiots. I wouldn't be allowed in the door. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's patient zero. <laughs> Quick, take small parts of him and inject them into other people. Just, 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 oh, just rub him on your, rub him on your. <laughs> oh my god, I touched him. I don't know how to count to twenty four anymore. <laughs> Fucking form a cute erupt me eye, great one. I don't think you'd say no to that. No. I am patient zero. <laughs> touch me, touch me. I think this is what we would call an unethical experiment. It depends on your point of view, really. Well, almost From everyone's point of view, except one person, maybe. So, shall we sum up what we've been talking about? Um, yes. That, from most points of view, anti-vax's stance is unsubstantiated or at least as yeah. the, the anti-vax movement was based on a flawed experiment yeah. by someone who had a ulterior motive and was subsequently disproven and retracted yeah and he was he was and sens- struck sensationalized off, basically yeah, struck off and sensationalized by a profit hungry press yeah. Yeah, no, it, was a, it was announced loudly and retracted quietly, which is yeah. how a lot of things that happen. always happens. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's kind of sad because if there was a problem with vaccines, how how would we find out now? Because we now have this shrieking anti-vax movement that says all these things that are complete fabrications. Oh. But if there was something wrong, and there have been times when you know batches of vaccine have been you know improperly you know fabricated or whatever and it has caused problems but the real problems with vaccines which are very minor and are not a reason to stop vaccinating your kids we don't see them because we're we're dealing with these shrieking lunatics on the other side who the thing is like the real sort of study of right is this vaccine doing what we think it's doing you know and that's one thing we've actually not covered is vaccine injuries because they are a thing yeah they do happen and i've read like comments and reports from people who've said they've been They've suffered a vaccine injury, mm-hmm. and they would do it again, and gonna, they would do it for gonna, their kids. I'm not going to enjoy this conversation. Yeah. So, <laughs> but they would do it again, yeah. and they would they would put their kids through it as well because they know that the benefits far outweigh. And yeah, and that's, and that's and the what we should be. What an anti-vax movement, if there was one, should be doing is saying, "Look, vaccines are a good thing, and we should keep on doing it." We should make sure that the regulations around vaccines are tight. We should make sure that we can keep vaccine-related injuries to a minimum. Um, you know, to make sure that vaccines are safe and are used properly. And that's what governments of the world are doing in the main, mm-hmm. right? That's They should be supporting that rather than saying, you know, I I believe this ridiculous thing about it causing autism um, or I think there's so much mercury in it when really there's less mercury in it than you would eat in like a tuna sandwich. You know, this kind of stuff is drowning out the legitimate discussions that should be had and around the, vaccines. And the positive effects that vaccines can have, yeah. like the eradication of types of cancer in, in certain age groups. Yeah. yeah. Um, or the fact we do have smallpox. Yes. And that most of the population doesn't suffer from polio. Yeah. And 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 if all else fails, we should be trying to make make more of these things, make them affordable, get yeah. them to places where these things still are problems. Now, get what, them to these darkest darkest parts of Africa or whatever countries are, are still experiencing these. Well, I mean, we're, we're, as we're recording, um, the Wuhan coronavirus has just reached the UK. Mm-hmm. Now, I can imagine that there's quite a few people who might be anti-vax, um, might change their opinion if someone said, would you like a vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus that we've just made? Which is at this point now actually more 
more than SARS. Yeah. SARS. More, killed yeah. more than SARS. Yeah. Killed more than SARS. Yeah. Yeah. And it's we, actually traveling uh, in a way that SARS didn't manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a two week infection period where you show no symptoms. Yeah. Which is someone be playing Plague Inc. on Steam really well. That's how you play <laughs> did, it. Did they not say please stop modeling coronavirus using our yeah. game? So yeah. there was they, a surge in sales, yeah. yeah. So like, one yeah. of the things I've, I've discovered about playing it because I went back and played it a couple of days ago uh, is that there's a lot of different setups that you can play. So you can play it where you'd have to design a game and get it across the entire world or monkey flu, mm-hmm. um, like in Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. So I think there are like mod people who are modding it for coronavirus. For coronavirus. Yeah. And Obviously, weirdly, people you get it. It's it's like that thing when when suddenly someone pops up and you get like a number one hit because they've they've been in the news. Like Plague Inc is benefiting Plague because Inc is trending uh, because <laughs> people are people are dying, uh, which is yeah the the honest truth. Yeah, well, and it's not uh, just people; but, it's the doctors who are treating them. Yeah, are dying and, and as this well. is and this is the other aspect. Of, like when you when you have these situations where you've got these conditions that people are affecting it, it's not just the kid or the person that, that is conditioning these. You're in potentially going to inflict that on doctors, nurses, caregivers, mm-hmm. people who maybe aren't getting paid enough. Yes, some of the doctors that have treated it have died. Yeah, yeah. and having worked in in the NHS for a while. I know how much effort goes into keeping that thing running, mm-hmm. yeah. and like these these professionals, these these trained professionals, people who spent years, will be working their hardest to make sure that whichever people are can uh, are experiencing this condition or infected with this, get the best treatment and get the most recovery, mm-hmm. and at risk to themselves. At risk to themselves. They're yeah. not doing this because. <laughs> because they have to because they, they want to they, well, they're putting themselves in these positions yeah, and even going outside of that in Wuhan itself where it's all locked down you know they've got delivery drivers out there delivering to people and that and they're like we're just we have to take the risks somebody has to do it you know yeah. and, and we're just, just shutting people down. need to eat this mm-hmm. sort of thing is shutting down an entire city almost an entire country well that entire region around Wuhan is basically quarantined yep. and so like and 6 million or 11 million people yeah, or something I mean it's great in the population of, of Scotland this is just it's ridiculous numbers and yet you know it's still not enough to contain the virus mm-hmm. and it will still it will still spread and the thing is the when it was found in the UK it was traced back to a hotel in Yorkshire I think it was okay so a, a hotel yeah and if people. it's air transmission human to human transmission how yeah. many people did they interact with who have then gone on trains planes yeah. buses cars you know and gone off elsewhere this is a great way of explaining how plague ink works uh, because that's essentially what you have to yeah. do the, the first part of the game is you make your virus as as infectious as undetectable and as infectious it's as possible, possible. Yeah. and this is essentially what's playing out a virus that's undetectable for the first 12, uh, 14 days because there are no symptoms, but mm-hmm. it's still infectious. Yeah. See, that's almost... And every time it passes from person to person, it mutates a little bit, mm-hmm. changes, yeah. becomes more potent. And it almost makes me wonder if anti-vaxxers and this kind of thing are nature's way of trying to control what's going on. Because... Nature. Nature, yeah, in a way. It's, it's Nat- made, is nature speaking to Jim Carrey? Well, telling him to stop. It's making people... People nowadays are more susceptible to wilder Messages beliefs. Messages from nature. Yeah. yeah. Wilder beliefs and f- theories. So you've got that, and then you've got this new virus that comes into play, woomph, sweeps through like wildfire, disappears again, and populations... Populations reduced. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the whole survival of the fittest thing. Like, that's... Mm. It's a... It's, obviously part of um, evolution and so forth which we'll maybe come to in a future podcast um, <laughs> spoilers <but laughs> teaser there's that point where you go do, do you turn around and say well if they're going to survive they're going to survive mm. what sort of attitude is that to have <laughs> Ivan <Yeah>. Drago <laughs> yeah. if they if die <laughs> I, I'm sorry but you can't you can't just be like well if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. Then they'll get whatever, whatever condition is coming through the flashing f- fire, flashing through the population at this time. They survive. Then mm. you know survival of the fittest. Yeah. No, we're beyond that. We are an educated, enlightened race. Yeah. We are a race who have sent people into space. Have yeah. you... We have created the internet. <laughs> we have done wonderful things. We don't need to do the hey, we're still surviving. 
There's seven yeah. billion of us, guys. Come on, we can do better than this. Have you read the Darwin Awards website recently? <laughs> oh yeah, there just, are still, just to there are still re- some really stupid. You. There are still some stupid people out there, but yeah. we are an enlightened race. Yeah, we do not need the whole well survival is survival thing. Yeah. we can provide for these people. We can provide for people who have conditions that would in decades ago would have died. Yeah, yeah. But this this is where it all comes down to is that we can do these things, but a person's health is their own business at the end of the day they can make a choice which says I choose not to have this procedure or this treatment or this vaccine that's fine but do you do it for your kid that's where I take issue is that you, as a parent you're, you're in that situation where the child cannot make that decision they're not old enough and you're making decisions on their behalf and on behalf of all the children they interact with as well yep. nurseries, schools kids go to nurseries right I mean I spent most of the autumn getting back-to-back nursery bugs, right? And yeah. I thought they were just little bugs let, and colds be, that I could recover from. Let's be fair, nurseries are essentially plague factories. They are, the little piece dishes. Because you pick up cold, and yes. then as soon as you get rid of the first cold, the second cold arrives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is part of life. My youngest has spent the last six months pretty much coughing, getting over it, going, like picking up well, another one, cough, cough, cough. That's because he's a chink smoker. Well, there's that as well, you know. <laughs> She's not a chain smoker, honestly. She's on vape. She's on vape. I've just got an image of like a Peppa Pig, like... There's a market for that. There probably is a market. That's what's really sad. 10% royalties, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So, I think we're starting to hit a a point where we can basically... Should Should we talk about, like, viruses and fiction? Stu mentioned Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, Apes, is, Apes is a pretty good example. And that's that's the recent Planet of the Apes, right? That's not the that's original. That's the new one. Not the, oh, you fools. <laughs> Charles Heston. Charles Charlton Heston. Yeah. There we go. Because in Charles the original Bronze. Planet of the Apes, it was a nuclear holocaust, right? Yeah. And then the apes came. But We're in, not talking about the Tim Burton version either. And the Tim Burton one didn't happen weird monkey face things yeah. it's just odd so it's the more more recent yeah, ones the one with James Franco and uh, CG and John Lithgow John Lithgow doing a turn as somebody with was it dementia yeah it's, it's yes. Alzheimer's yeah. and this is the other thing it's, it's, it, the whole thing bases, bases around uh, uh, an attempt to cure Alzheimer's or a a uh, a some sort of variation, variation on, it, yeah. on that yeah. uh, to, uh, but they're testing it on apes and it then just creates this um, I've not actually watched the movies um Apparently they're, they're very they're, good. They're actually good. So yeah. 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 So someone else who's watched the movies may want to talk about it. <laughs> Basically, excuse me. They're, they're trying. They're trying to cure Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. with which these, is a great thing to try and do, by the way. Yeah. So these. If you have the opportunity, please do it. <laughs> so these various strains of um, of of virus, like I guess as an antivirus, are being are being tested on on apes, um, and then they they stumble upon a particular strain that does two things. It makes the apes quite intelligent, but if humans contract it, it's fatal to most of the population. And then that's the kind of the, the swing around, which is that you know the uh, the apes figure out, oh, actually, if we can infect our friends with this virus, then they will also be intelligent as well. But by releasing that virus, they also then cause a lot of humans to be infected. And so the human population declines, the ape population grows and is more intelligent, and then you have this kind of balance where you have you know not many humans left and lots of super intelligent apes mm-hmm. who then create their own society and so forth but it's yeah. quite interesting because it starts with one of the lab workers who gets it and his neighbour comes to the door and he just sneezes in his face and covers the boy in like blood snot yeah. basically and then that guy turns out to be a pilot and he goes off and flies yeah. his plane so in the closing scene closing credits you see like a sort of animated Almost like an infographic yeah. of it. Or travel the map. Yeah, yeah. of it traveling around the map, yeah. basically. You can, see the, you can see the flights flying and you can see the, the sites getting infected. And, and it just exponentially, yeah. until the whole yeah. planet's covered. Also, another example of that sort of an infectious sort of thing is um, 28 Days Later. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the chips are full of rage. Rage monkeys. Rage monkeys, yeah. Uh, which escape and infect people and then that's all done through the, through the blood. And it's blood transmission as well. Transmission. Yeah. And it's. And it's Obviously, I don't know if you can immunise yourself against... Against zombieism. Zombieism. <laughs> well, uh, that, yeah, zombies is what I was thinking, like Resident yeah. Evil. You know, yeah. zombies are the classic viral outbreak movie. Mm, yeah. You know? The a, lot f- of that is, 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 a lot of that is, it essentially has the, the brain still working, but the body 
degenerates very quickly or mutates. Yeah. Uh, but the brain's only working on like base impulses yeah. of yeah. feeding. Uh, yeah. There's, a, there's an aspect in, uh, I think, and it's been a while since I've watched it, Person of Interest, where you start to get the. So essentially, when there's a there's a, a, a an AI which is trying to sort of improve human nature, and they basically start doing, and they basically run it through a lot of these DNA tests. Mm-hmm. So they start using DNA test results to find strong genes, and then you start mm-hmm. seeing them basically like manipulating the genes uh, in terms of that, and sort of ad- administering inoculations, and then using it that way, and that's feeds more into the sort of the, the conspiracy theory yeah, the of, oh my god the system is trying to trying to get you and, yeah. and like it's a TV show yeah uh, it's about an AI and and mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a dog in it it's great but it's not real <laughs> there's um, a dog in it there's a, dog, yeah, it's, it's a great dog I rec- highly recommend Person of Interest uh, yeah. I've championed it before in this podcast mm-hmm. you have indeed you have yeah. indeed nobody's yeah. watched it have they no no, no. <laughs> I hate you guys I'm still behind so on The much. Walking Dead, which is topical. Mm, yeah. Topical, yeah. yeah. Yeah, still behind on that. Well, it might I not be. We don't know episode. what the cause is yet, so. Of, Do we? Of the, the zombie outbreak. Of the zombie outbreak. I, don't, I, I haven't watched Rage, Rage Monkeys. Yeah, maybe Rage, Rage Monkeys. Monkeys. Yeah. No idea. I've only ever watched one episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That's interesting because they're all stories about viruses. They're not stories about people refusing to be vaccinated. Interesting, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of saying, well, look, maybe if you are, had a vaccine, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be dead oh, or become a super intelligent. Mission temper. Impossible Two. Oh yeah, that was Mission about- Impossible Two is all about the Chimera device and its uh, inoculation. Yeah, and the whole point of it is, is they create this. There's a drugs company that needs to create. Well, a drug company basically creates the chimera virus by accident uh, by accident and then creates its own uh, the antivirus the antivirus uh, and it points out how and it basically talks about like, passing this back and forth and so forth and how if it got out and how the, the aspect of yeah. it they managed to get the inoculation into it but it's like said it's like I don't really think I've said anything in that except other than sort of well, slight it's, it's stammers kind of a, it's like a but it's, it's sort of drawing on that conspiracy theory of the idea that you know, diseases have been invented by big pharmacology so that they can I sell mean, the cures. But this is, but I mean, the thing is, this thing is like some, so there is, I think there is, there is a nugget of truth to that because you can't work on a cure for something if you don't have the, the disease. The disease. Well, and one and of the a big, lot of these diseases, some, some, because, because they, they're looking, maybe looking for, a, they're maybe looking for a cure to one thing. Mm, but they find something but else. But they find something else. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the greatest um, scientific inventions and discoveries have been made by accident because yes. hey I mean look at things like antibiotics it's uh, a piece of mold on a plate antibiotics yeah, penicillin yeah. Viagra Viagra yeah that was not no, what it was for no it was not what it was for <laughs> uh, so you you end up in these situations where these these potentially ter- terrifying things that I think what was it someone said like there's the potential there is a vial one small vial of some horrific smallpox or something like that mm. sat in uh, a fridge in yeah. some in some science lab just sitting there yeah what happens when the, the, the plastic seal goes yeah goes deteriorates and yeah. spreads what happens if someone steals it takes mm. it drops it in the middle of New York City or London yeah. I choked yeah. on a Viagra once had a stiff neck and you know what I was waiting for that joke to happen <laughs> it was either that or I took it tripped and pole vaulted out the window you you wish <laughs> Um, oh. So yeah, I think we've I think we've covered plenty of topics here. Yeah, we've, a, we've even managed to link it into some fiction stuff as well. Yeah, we, we did. I was a bit worried that we're like, we're we just going to sit and like take the piss out of anti-vaxxers for an hour. Just want to say, coronavirus just suddenly came out of nowhere, right? Uh-huh. What's the name of the city that Resident Evil is set in? Umbrella. No, that's the Raccoon company. City. Raccoon. Anagram of Corona. I'll leave you with that one. Oh shit, that's yeah, just blown my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, well, let's. Well, well okay. <laughs> well, that's on that note. <laughs> As ever, Stoby leaves us speechless. Yes. Not that. necessarily always in a good way, but this way is actually a genuinely. <laughs> oh, okay. That's kind go. of freaky. Yep, just him. But then, as, again, I suppose coronavirus is more the classification. It's not the actual name of it yet. No, it's not. So the uh, coronaviruses are named for the shape. And they're basically like they're spiky, mm-hmm. and it looks like 
if you look at a picture of the sun that's corona, that's what a virus, the coronavirus looks like if you look at it up close. So there's still time for it to be called Kung Flu? That's very um, racially sensitive. You think so? <laughs> yes. Oh, so, I, I, I don't. So, Stubby, where can you find you online? <laughs> <laughs> if that's racially sensitive, I'm surprised. <laughs> Hashtag sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, where can you find me? So you can find me at dstoby, or you could find me on the twitters at fcpodnet for the Fair City Podcast Network. And you can find me at on Twitter at dh the number four g a n. That's dh four again. Uh, and you can find me at Barg the Ogre on Twitter. Although I really don't want to hear about anyone who says I have the wrong views. Uh, if you have, if you want to tell me that we're wrong uh, about this, uh, please don't. No, no, do get, no, don't. get no, involved don't. in the discussion. We, I don't want to know. If, I don't want to be told by some anti-vaxxer that that we're wrong. I, I do. I, then, I, I, then, I have been told by anti-vaxxer that I am wrong. Please keep on telling me I'm wrong, and I will ignore you. You've been told by worse. So <laughs> I've had a lot worse. So we'll get into that over I the have, series. I have no time for this. So um, you, if, if you want to, that's fine. But I will. I, yeah, you're just gonna get. Just blocked. make it constructive and rational. Yeah. Yes. That's all we ask. If you're or willing, funny. if you're willing At least to, funny. yeah, if Go you're willing to engage in debate, excellent. If you're irrational and just bullheaded with it. Block. We'll just step out of the way and let you crash into the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. probably going to be most of this series. It's just dodging, <laughs> dodging, just raging. Crash goals. into a wall. All oh, right, that yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, yep, you can find us at fcpod.net forward slash the science of fiction as well. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, and share. And don't forget to to get your kids vaccinated. <laughs> Vaccinate your damn kids. If mine gets sick, I will kill you. I got an addiction.